Welcome to Mission Control, Product Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD Flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and Welcome to Mission Control. This is your host, Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. And that intro there, if you recognized it, is uh, from Dark Knight by Hans Zimmer. And it was made at the request of our very special in-studio guest, the one and only Mr. Goodbody, Rob Rodriguez. You guys remember Mr. Goodbody, right? Oh yeah, with the whole um, I feel like they sell yeah, like leggings. that suit where you I can think like you can see buy his, the can, leggings yeah. that do that same exact That's thing. That's Rob. <laughs> if Rob takes off his shirt, we can see all his internal organs. <laughs> Rob, welcome to the show. <laughs> Happy to be back. Happy to be back. <laughs> yes, this is. You've been back. Uh, you know, having you here again. It's us. Um, you know, I'm just blessed. I get to see you as often as I do. Full disclosure. You, you know, you're my trainer. So I'm 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 your living, walking, breathing portfolio. You know, you can just point at me and say, "You want that? <laughs> Come see me." <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite. <laughs> exactly. I'm being totally sarcastic, but no, uh, we go way back, and you know, we get to we get to kind of talk a bit about business when when we're training. And um, I thought that was a neat shift that you made towards that, towards working more with CEOs and and, and founders. Um, and and kind of having more kind of that iron sharpens iron kind of aspect. Yeah, it's been great, and I uh, just want to thank you guys for having me back on. Always yeah. a pleasure. And um, so yeah, it's been you know been a, a journey with COVID and everything that's been going on. I've shifted sort of how I spend my time with who I work with. Uh, going forward, we've built a pretty strong team that can take on the majority of our clients and the people that come to BDX. So at this point in my career, I'm trying to surround myself with people like Ramon or people, you know, I work with some other CEOs in the park and outside of the park and just surround myself with people that are sort of in the same situation, trying to grow their business, deal with the current environment and everything that's going on. And 
Yeah, it's a win-win. I yeah. love helping you grow and get better and feel better so that yeah. you can do all these great things. And then I get to learn some things from you yeah. as well. Well, I'm working on making sure that my belly doesn't grow. So that's, that's kind of, that's my goal. You know? So you've been dealing with that. And Manoj is another guy you train. He's a friend of ours here, friend, friend of PD from Psy Systems. And you're getting to hear like firsthand the challenges we have, whether it's traveling or stress or other aspects, but trying to keep health a priority. I think that's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business owners is that, that, uh, that, you know, I mean, how much is success about health? Wealth don't buy health. True story. Yeah. I mean, what good is all the trappings if, you know, you're not here and, and, uh, I do want to shout out Kai. I've gone through a bunch of emotions this week from shock to sadness and kind of going through the stages of grief. But those that know Kai, Kai Kinsey, uh, he was our, our business partner down in our Palm Coast office. And um, he, he sadly, suddenly passed away. Um, he was about to go on a run, only 53. But he was a champion to small business down in Palm Coast where we opened up an office and uh, have a home. And, and he was kind of like, he made, he made the whole entrepreneurial kind of environment of, of Palm Coast and of Flagler. He held the monthly uh, entrepreneur nights before COVID. And um, we owe a lot to him as far as uh, opportunities for me to present and give workshops and the introductions he made to, to many in the business community. So, I know that towards towards the end there, he really made a, a big shift towards health, and he was running, and he had lost a lot of weight, and um, and I, I just think that Rob, what you're doing is, in many ways for for business owners is a is a ministry of making sure um, the people are feeling good, and they can become better leaders by just being healthy, um, and and. Uh, Really appreciate that. And I, I just wanted to give a shout out there. But there's so much we can cover today. Guys, um, full disclosure, Rob is an Eagles fan. We'll know, forgive him. I know. Okay. I know. We, don't hold otherwise, we know he's a good guy. Otherwise, otherwise, he's a nice person. But he doesn't fit the mold of the typical jerk Phillies fan. That Why they have a, a prison. I mean, we've had wait, other wait, Phillies fans. Are you fans. also a Phillies fan? No, okay. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a baseball fan in general. So we can't talk about the World Baseball Classic and how Puerto Rico beat the Dominicans, and Dominicans are like the creators of baseball. Basically, I, I'm saying you get, we beat you at your own game. <laughs> I, hear, I hear a lot about the Dominicans. I know there's there. a lot of Dominicans that left DR, you know, in a boat and got to Puerto Rico to become a citizen, and they were probably on the baseball team. In full honesty, I, I would suspect. You guys beat us because there's a lot of Dominicans that are now Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I have no credible I, source to this, by the way. <laughs> this is just my own saltiness for the fact that we lost. But um, but yeah, the World Baseball Classic's been on, and a lot of good games. games. I'm yeah, just amazing. it's great to see it. And my mom, who lives on the island, was just saying that it is the biggest deal. Oh, yeah. in the world there. It, Culturally, every, everyone like, is just living and breathing it. It's yeah. like Pelota has this whole grip on it which is fantastic yeah but you guys may have lost a player from the mets yeah as a mets fan uh, as a puerto rican we celebrate 
as a Mets fan, we weep, and <laughs> it's possible that our Mets our, fans are used to weeping, though. Yeah, so that's kind of a par for the course. That's true. Although this whole this is a whole other turn in <laughs> Mets fandom. Let's see, there's, yeah. there's ownership change. There's a lot of things that are changing. We'll see how it goes. Similar to the Jets, there's always a lot of optimism. Like right now, I bet you Jets fans are rejoicing. All the news. Jets fans are already they're Super they're Bowl. getting Super Bowl. Uh, championship tattoos. Everyone is convinced it's it's a done deal. I would love it though. Niners, um, Jets, Super Bowl. I'd I'd pay that. I'm happy the Giants are making moves. Oh you man, know, we're picking up some players. We got Darren the home dude from the are Raiders. You kidding me? We yeah. got the other guy on the one year deal from the Colts. So we got some more wide receiver depth. I mean, we got. Listen. I am this new GM and coach combo. Yeah. So have such a higher football IQ than I think. Big time. They want to win in forever. It's spectacular. I'm so. What about about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets? I I mean, it reinvigorates the whole fan base. Mm -hmm. All of my friends who are Jets fans are beside themselves. (laughs) They're like, we got a real quarterback. I think. It's a, you can't argue that it's an upgrade from Wilson. At least I, you couldn't convince me that it's not like mm-hmm. it, that's a hundred percent. They have a staunch defense. Yeah. They're giving him his, his weapons that he had in green Bay too. And I think that, I mean, that it's New York football between the bills, the jets and the giants. That looks yeah. competitive. Rob, I'm sorry about the, the Eagles losing a lot of that <laughs> talent, but it's hard to keep that cap space manageable, especially given what you guys had to pay everybody. So we'll see what happens. Rob practices stoicism, though. He's not going to overreact if they lose next year. You can't overreact with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Did All you right, see shit. his workout video, Rob? Did you see his workout video? I mean, it's what you guys put me through every Who's morning. Who's this? Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. He's posting his workout videos? Yeah. He's, got, he's doing the toe touching like you do with me and like... The kettlebell over his head. It's it was like I was watching that video. It was somebody one of it's like a training camp facility that was like, We got Daniel Jones back doing training and I'm looking at him working out and I'm like, That's what I do for thirty minutes every morning. <laughs> it wasn't it, it just didn't seem intense enough for like a, a what you would picture an NFL Q B to have to do. I just can't believe Y'all made him the seventh highest paid quarterback in the league. I know. It's just kudos to his agent. That's all I can say. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Because he's done like nothing in the grand scheme. He's played more games than than touchdowns. So that's a He did run some in, but I mean, he played one good season. I know. Well, look. Not like the other three were okay. I'm not complaining. It's just. I, I don't look at it as like some people were acting like it was coming out of their pocket, like what he was yeah. making. It's like, guys, it's New York football. You know, we get tons of tourists there. It's like, it's the money's going to come in. The owners are making money. Let them eat. Who cares? You know? The thing is, the NFL, though, it's a cap. Yeah. So it's not like they can just spend a bunch of money but and it's not going to affect when you do, When you delve a little deeper, you realize like they can, if he doesn't perform, he doesn't get all of it. And they can get out of it after like the second year, and and um, it's not. It, 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 it's structured in such a way. It's structured in a way that it's a good deal right. for both sides, and that's a good contract. It's and, still a high price tag, in my opinion, yeah, especially yeah. considering we could have paid him what twenty three, twenty five. I would have probably been okay with twenty four. Yeah, that would have been fine. So we'll see how that DJ. all turns out. So Last of Us finale. 
It's disappointing. Why? Well, well we got to we got to put out a spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. Just put, if you you can This isn't going to air for like a while. Oh, so I know, good. but listen, but some still. people yeah, exactly. Also, I, I wasn't disappointed in how the story ended. I was just disappointed in that last episode because I was I was more just expecting more from now. Wait, Rob, have you seen it? Or did you, you plan on seeing it? I, I've I, seen it. Okay. okay. Yeah. It, like it ended. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be extra long. And then it ended. I just checked the run. I'm like, that's it. I thought I I thought it was good storytelling in the way that they did that. And I don't and I have never played the game. So and some people feel like the timeline was just like the game. I still think it was not what how I would have ended it. But I'm I'm also okay with it being anti cliche or anti, you know, happy ending. It would have been too neat and happy to have it. Okay, he gets her there, and she comes up with a cure, and now humanity saved. It was actually more like him just saying, F humanity, and I'm going to be selfish, and and I'm the real monster here because I'm not looking at saving the world. I just want, I don't, I just don't want to lose my companion. And, and, And when he was indiscriminately like blowing, you know, blowing the, the, doctors away and oh, un- yeah, unarmed nurses that weren't facing him away then i was just like okay he's 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 off the rails you know like this is this is turning like he's mankind is its own worst enemy you know it's kind it's of the was the message i got i really liked the story but i think it was more just how they laid that episode out like for instance looking at how brief i felt like that felt versus that entire episode they spent on like the mall, the flashback with her friend. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't know, I feel like a lot of it, like they really took their time. And this episode just felt. I'm like, wait, that's that's it. It's over already. Yeah. It, which is interesting because as someone mm-hmm. who played the game, they added things that aren't in the that weren't in the original game. I loved the cameo that uh, that. Ellie's mom. Yes, that childbirth like, origin was pretty dope. That was really well done. Um, they've actually also they've talked about doing a prequel game with her mom and like her whole story, so that's interesting. But I love that that's the voice actress that plays Ellie in the game. Wow, which was really cool. And she looked it looked just like, like Ellie. And it yeah. looked like an it adult version, like, right? Yeah. They, so that was the ca- the casting for the whole thing. I think was was really well done. Yeah. I it's interesting because in the game, I think it changes the psychology of you being Joel and having to mow all these people down. In that moment. As a player, you're saying to yourself, I have to rescue Ellie. Like, they're going to kill her. Mm-hmm. I love her. I have to save her life. So you feel like a hero in that moment, even though it's really more of an anti-hero at that point. I couldn't get over how well they did it shot for shot almost. The accuracy of that was done almost identically to how the gameplay was. I just had to check. Is perfect. So that was the shortest episode of the entire season. Oh, runtime wise? Yeah. Do you know what it was in comparison? Uh, 43 minutes. That's what I thought. First okay. episode was 81, second 53, 75. Second shortest was 45, then 59, 59, 56, yeah. 51. Okay. And then 43. So that was one other thing. I'm like. The episode with Bloater, I think, was pretty long. Um, whatever that was. Oh um, yeah, with the kids. With the kids yeah. in no, the attic and, and his brother. And his brother. Yeah. Such a good it was a great episode. Oh, such a good episode. Yeah. I was expecting I was like, man, this is probably gonna be like an extra long episode because it's the finale. Yeah. And I was like, that was the I, shortest one. I, but I I also like the pacing change. Like the whole beginning is like their bond. You can yeah. tell something's bugging Ellie. 
but then you can see that he's Joel's gotten a lot closer, right? And then well, he like came back from the dead, so it's like maybe he had an awakening. Yeah, or exactly. Like he came back with a different mindset. Yes, exactly. Good or bad, but I mean, she saved his life. He he now is willing to open up and be and value her, yeah. where he was, I think, afraid to get that close. Yeah. So you can tell how much he values her. And then there's this whole <laughs> scene with a giraffe, which. I think it's interesting, too, to bring up that so many people were talking about, look at the bad CGI with the giraffe. Come to find out that's a real giraffe. We've just become so conditioned to expecting everything in CGI that people were ready (laughs) to jump to it when it was the background that was CGI. But that was a great, uh, like, I think the pacing was really just calm and um, it was really just... Like they went from kind of peaceful to we're just gonna go guns blazing. Like that shift change, I think was was well done too. Like you know, you kind of were at ease to oh my god, now what? And I wonder what would have happened if they would have changed their mind. If they would have chosen to chosen to end it, like you think it should have ended. What if Joel doesn't make that decision? Um, what if Joel doesn't make that decision and it doesn't work? Ellie dies, and it was all for nothing. I, it, it, I, I never felt like that, Ellie no. was going to die. I, I just I just thought they needed her blood. You know, like I never, I didn't expect her to be under or be, I didn't expect this to be that serious. It's like, get her blood, and then you guys do something with the blood. That's what I expected. I thought it was funny that it's like, wow, you made it all the way across the country, just you. You know, I had all these bodyguards. Somehow you did it. But here you go. We're going to let you go. And I'm like, he's going to kill everybody. Like, what do, you, what do you think is going to happen? So, like, I knew that's how it was going to end. I didn't realize that <laughs> in, the, you, in the script. But, yeah, yeah they're saying. They're like, Somehow oh, my you God. You murdered everyone You're on so the way elite. Here. You're the only person who could have done this. But, yeah, I'm just going to take two of my men. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Escort you down the hall. Don't try anything. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Um, like, he's going to kill everyone. I just didn't expect it to just end right after. Absolutely. Let's welcome once again our guest. Rob Rodriguez from BDX Fitness. Our studio audience is just, they're so thrilled to hear all the secrets of, of uh, maintaining a healthy body, mind, soul. Um, I'm more curious in your thoughts on how you've built the culture that you have, because you've hired a lot of people, and all of a sudden, I've noticed they've all become like best friends. You know, like they're very close. You, you do activities with them. What are some of the things that, worked for you maybe some of the things that didn't work for you over this past year that you've that you've been growing the team yeah i think it's just a product of finding the right people and so initially you know we i've been there for almost 20 years now you know we went just through a lot of people but yeah. finding that one or two people that could be sort of part of your leadership team that can help you grow and help you see differently and make better choices of who you bring into the team right and then we've just kind of made it a point to make the team involved in hiring as well, getting mm-hmm. feedback from them. Hey, how do you feel about this person? Do you feel like they could be a good fit? And we've just kind of stuck with that model the last couple of years, and it's just worked out really well. Yeah. What? How do you decide? Because all of them are trainers, but then you've also given them all, I feel like, a role within the company. How do you decide who does what? So for us, just because we're not... I mean, we're very competitive in terms of what we can pay our staff, but, you know, long-term, you know, most trainers can be more successful on their own. So I thought personally was, 
how do we keep everybody involved and wanting to stay at BDX and help them grow in ways that maybe they want to do outside of training. So just communicating with each person and saying, hey, what do you like doing? So one person was like, I love community. So, okay, hey, can you go out to the community and talk to companies for us? Great. We'll make it a win-win. Try to take care of you for that. Another one was like, hey, I love social media. I can do some posts for you. Great. Let's do it together. So I think it's really just sitting down with your team and asking them, what are their long-term goals? What do they like doing? And if they're, if it's appropriate for them, giving them that role and seeing if they can do it. Yeah. And ultimately, what have you told them when they've come to you and, they, and they're like, yeah, I want to be a trainer. What's the conversation like of, of you having them and saying, hey, this isn't a regular gym and here's why. What, what is it about BDX that is not the edge and it's not some of these other um, boot camp type places or even a, a franchise like Orange Theory? What makes BDX different from, from a retention standpoint? I think it's just our core values. I think that if you're running a company and you stick to your core values, that makes you different. So most companies out there, especially the big ones, I I think they do care, but not enough personally about the people that are taking their classes and they can provide that one-on-one feeling. Our core values are listed in our office and we really introduce that to every person that walks in the door. And we, we talk about it every staff meeting that if you're not a part of these core values, you're not a part of the team. You have to be caring. You have to want to learn and grow. The thing about exercise in any field is that it's always changing. If you're not willing to learn and grow, how are you going to keep up with things? Yeah. And for me, like as a 50 plus man, I can say that (laughs) 50 plus as a 50 plus, uh, I don't really want to go to an edge where I'm surrounded by like, you know, 18 year olds, like with their chests out and girls with makeup on and, and they're there for more for socializing than than actually working out. I think I noticed that your clientele tends to be over fifty majority. You're in a corporate park. What is that? How does it break down for you? To, and, and I remember you mentioning you were going to have a deal with like you were going to have some people that were like uh, obese coming in too. That sure. You were going to help them. Did that ever materialize? And if not, like. How do you see the breakdown of your clientele? So, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about age bracket and in terms of affordability of what people can afford, right? So if you're 18, 20, just getting, coming out of college or, you know, new into the job market, I don't know if this is something that you can afford, right? In terms of price point. So typically if you're older, you have more, more money to spend on something like your health and make a bigger investment. And then also too, as you age, you know, you're kind of like, wow, I'm getting older. I, I got to start taking care of myself, right? Because, <laughs> you know, I want these, the latter part of my life to be pretty good. Um, yeah. In terms, we did try to work with the bariatric group at a couple of hospitals, just hasn't been really super successful. Okay. I just feel like that population already struggles enough to want to exercise. Mm-hmm. So we have definitely done things to put ourselves out there and to let them know that we are there, but it's about taking that first step on their own and we can't make those steps for them, but we definitely have put our name out there for you know, anybody that needs help. We want to help everybody. Yeah. What was it like taking all that time off this year? That was a big change for you. Oh, when I, when I went to Australia? Yeah. It was good. I mean, I think the three of you can recognize life gets busy and fast and you don't have that much time to reflect on where you are. So to take almost a month off and to not do stuff is really reflective. You can kind of sort of 
say like, hey, this is where I am with my life. Am I happy? Am I not? What are the changes I want to make? And I feel like just with the pace of the world and your phone, it's sometimes it's really hard to to have that time. So it, it was it was really nice. Did I mean, you, Australia was great, <laughs> but the time was the time was the key. Yeah. And did you have any mo- any like eureka moments while you're out there, like you know, staring out into the into the into the into the abyss? <laughs> You know, like I'd love to get more any more details too. In that Australia is one of the places I told myself I'd just never go because it seemed like there's just so many ways to die out there. <laughs> sure. It's like, oh hey, what's the highest population of sharks? What's the most poisonous spider? What's the well, most Rob poisonous was fish? Rob was in and search like, of like what? the the, uh, the 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 blonde like picture like the stereotype like Australian beauty, and you were like it was very elusive for you on this trip. You didn't run into any. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like what my perception of what it would be like wasn't like that. And also your point of like poisonous animals. You know, I was in Sydney for part of the trip. So Sydney's just a big city. And so I didn't see any you know, people are like, Did you see kangaroos? I was like, A wallaby walking down the road. I had to go wow, to the, I had to go to the zoo just to go see that. <laughs> In I, I know it's wild. So I kind the of feel like Bill platypus didn't yeah. just show up on your door one morning. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool. You're, you're going to have to go out more into the country to get that part. Um, so it depends on what, what you want to see. Okay. Kind of thing. A, my, my pivot point being, while I've always wanted to avoid Australia, <laughs> I really want to go to New Zealand. Like, it's, you know, it's next door, basically. Um, my youngest is all about Lord of the Rings. And she oh. wants to do, she wants to go to the Shire for real. Also, randomly, she's just become obsessed with Kiwis. And she really wants to, like... She wants to see one in real life. So I'm like, all right. Well, if we need all the excuses to go to New Zealand, we'll make it happen. But Demographically, though, you said Asian. It was like a high Asian population. Absolutely. Like yep. You would never think that. In Australia? But, but it's oh, so wow. close, I guess it makes sense. 100%. Yeah. Definitely big population. What but you should you, go, man. What would you recommend? What was your favorite thing? You know, so I split the trip between Sydney and Cairns. So Cairns is where you would go out to um, the Outback um, and to the Great Barrier Reef. You mean the restaurant? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna make a Subaru joke. <laughs> so I, I think you can make it what you want. I mean, I, I enjoyed this. I like the city, and I like I like the wildlife. So I think if you have, you got to take time when you go out there. It's a sixteen hour time difference. It's a twenty four hour flight. Wow! So you definitely got to go at least two weeks. Okay. At least that's good to know. Yeah, at least. Wow. Um. Well, those are some some pretty good revelations about Australia. But just leaving your team behind, they ran the shop, no problem. No, you didn't lose any clients while you were away. Like nothing. You felt like, wow, I could take off because I built such a great squad. Yeah, I definitely feel like we have a system in place, and everybody knows their role pretty yeah. well. That I could leave. You know, I think just being a business owner in the back of your mind, it's always going to be there if things are going well enough and yeah. are up to the standards that you want. But I definitely feel confident enough that we. Um, are constantly talking about maintaining standards as a team. So I felt pretty good about it. What are your thoughts on cold plunges? I love cold plunges, I see, man. I see uh, uh, MJ is posting them every day. I've been watching them, and he's got the, 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 you know, the little tub in his garage. And, and you were doing cryotherapy, so how about just kind of telling us a little bit about why, how, why that's a good idea or why not? So there's a lot of, there's not a lot of research on cryotherapy yet to kind of know if it's true, the benefits of it. There's definitely a lot of um, material on cold water. Mm -hmm. If you guys have studied Wim Hof, he's a big guy on it. If you want to check him out, I honestly don't know enough about it, but if you've ever jumped 
in a cold pool, like a cold pool or a cold ocean. It sucks in the beginning, but when you come out, I don't know if you experience sort of like, oh, I, I feel better. Yeah. I feel a little bit more recharged. And that's the feeling that I have every time I do cryotherapy or if I do a cold plunge. So I don't know if necessarily it's what are the benefits. Is it and, anti, I know it uh, reduces inflammation. I believe so. And I'll, I'll, let me add one more thing to it that I think is important because I, I spoke to somebody about this the other day. You're so focused on the cold for three minutes in cryotherapy that it kind of forces you not to think about the rest of your life. So I kind of like that part of it too, where it's like, wow, for three minutes, I'm not going to think about my life. You're I'm just going to focus on freezing my ass off and try to get <laughs> off this damn thing. You You're know? kind of forced <laughs> into being in the moment. I'll and talk about exactly. being in the moment. It's interesting too, because Kevin and I are on opposite sides. You actually, guys were doing this, right? You guys were doing uh, well, no, So that's just me. So I every, like hot water. I'm every sorry. morning- I do a, I take a cold shower and for the last three minutes of the shower, it's like really cold. And like you said, it sucks at, at, at first, but it also gives me some additional clarity and I feel additionally refreshed. I, I don't know, you know, the science behind it, but I just know that I, I like the comparison of how it makes me feel. For recovery, I'm all for a good ice bath like when i yeah. walk those 50 miles or whatever in a single day like hundred thousand steps right. i was like i'm gonna have a nice cold ice bath whatever people who take regular cold showers are psychopaths <laughs> cannot convince <laughs> me otherwise you, i just i'm trying listen i've i've run out of oil before and like you know i had to take a cold shower i didn't have oil to heat the water it's not fun I don't like it. I, I, you know, it stings. Showers are one of my favorite parts of the day. But I, I, I've like you. I've done a century ride or 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 run a half marathon or something, and then like fill the tub up with ice, which is another funny thing. Like they, there's all these Facebook ads now for these little tubs, and it's like, how about you just fill your tub up that you already have yeah. and go inside of it. <laughs> Hello, but but now there's this whole market for these things. It's funny. It's it's a proliferation, and then people are like, "Yeah, I want that." And it's like, "Well, you kind of have that already." It's market. The power. It's of marketing. marketing. It's marketing. The thing about when I worked at Staples, and you know, people would come in, they're like, "All right, I want some CDRs to make music. Put music on." I'm like, "Okay." And I show them, and I'll be like, "These are on sale. You can get like a hundred of these for twelve bucks." And they're like, "Oh, these Sony ones say music on them, though. They're like twelve dollars for ten of them." I'm like, mm. Yeah, same thing. Package <laughs> says music on this one now. They're like, okay. They still buy the Sony ones. They're like, I don't know. These say music on them. I'm just. That's uh, man, seriously. Uh, let's talk about stoicism because you, you got me that the, the, the book, uh, you know, Discipline is Destiny. I absolutely love it. Awesome. How, how has it changed your life or made you a better leader? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just um, one taking the lessons and reading them every day and, you know, trying to implement them in your life. There was a big one for me, which is called Amari Fate. I have a necklace that I wear every day and it's just kind of like accepting what happens to you every day, right? At the end of the day, you know, shit's going to happen and you have a choice. Matata, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to, um, <laughs> if you can go to it with a mindset of it's not good or bad, it's just what happened. I think life is a little bit easier. So um, they're just like reminders and I'm sure a lot of it, kind of resonated with you as well. Things you kind of know, but um, I just think, you know, it's funny, like with my field, people come in, they're like, how do I lose weight? And I'm like, it's not rocket science. It's pretty common sense stuff. And I think some of the stoicism stuff is pretty common sense stuff too, but it's just kind of hearing it a different way 
sometimes resonates with you and maybe you take action. So true. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell you what you already know to be able to really have it hit home. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, also, speaking of market, I, yeah. I was curious to know about your guys, that this whole dog scenario about people taking, you guys heard about people taking out loans for dogs now? <laughs> oh, you're talking about French bulldogs being the, the number one dog, right? Overtaking uh, the uh, golden retriever. Yeah, right? I think 31 years. Yeah, 31 I think the retrievers years. were number one. Yeah, and um, rest, rest in peace, handsome Rob. <laughs> you know, we had, you know, we we had Rob here for some years. Uh, Rob the Frenchie, who's named after uh, Jason Statham's <laughs> character. Who oh, Jason Statham figured something out because I don't think that dude has aged since the transporter. Like Probably I don't know, not. he looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. Maybe it's just uh, recency bias, but I, I dude looks identical. Yeah. So I gave the kids the chance to name handsome when he came home, and and uh, they like the name, you know, handsome Rob. So handsome Rob was his film, name. by the way, the Italian job. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's seen that's it. That's a great film. It's, that one's. I, it made me want. I would get one of those souped-up Mini Coopers if I could oh, have yeah. one. Absolutely. That's what Aaron races. One of his cars has got a Subaru and then a Mini. But um, but Rob, you've got Frenchie. We have that in common. We do. How's Chico? He's great. I mean, he's he's a handful. <laughs> I, I'm sure that you, as a French bulldog owner, know yeah. they're just not a dog. They're just something different. <laughs> Can't even describe it. That's a great way to put it. But yeah, they're they're uh, they've gone up. They're like Rolexes, you know. Like if you bought one ten years ago, it's probably like ten times the cost now. And so we came up with an idea: dog hacking, right, Kev? So oh, yeah, we're gonna launch that brand, you know, because now people are actually taking out loans just to buy a dog. That's kind of so we uh, take out a loan, we get a Frenchie, <laughs> and then we rent it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's an investment. The emotional support, Frenchie, rent out the single guys to help them find dates. Yeah. Right. And speaking of dates, you know, does that work, Rob? Did you find like if you go someplace with with Chico that he's like a chick magnet? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough question. Out. He's just like, hmm, I need to set a control. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't brought him out. Th- I, I mean, I bring him out, but yeah. he's really difficult sometimes. So <laughs> sometimes like if I'm going to go for a walk, I think I'm going to go by myself because this no, guy. They're, they're not into walking. They're not into walk, right? It's it's just not that kind of a dog. They want to sit home, yeah. relax. They'll walk a little bit, but at some point they just plop down and they're like, I'm done. They're done. I had to carry him yeah. <laughs> all the time. You know, you carry him to the grocery store and bring him around with you. That that could be a good idea. See, Kev's, can you even bring dogs in the grocery store? I've seen I don't know if you're supposed to, but I've people do it. I was going to say, I've seen them. They do it. Whether or not you're supposed to is another question. And you go through any airport and it's just tons of people with their dogs. Everything's a, a support uh, animal. Yeah. But it, it's gotten out of hand. But uh, yeah, Chico's awesome. I love seeing him when you post, post on, you know, post about him and and I miss uh, I miss having handsome around, um, but they're great. Just Frenchies are just great companions. It's funny because you're so athletic that you that you aligned with Frenchie. What was it you just wanted a buddy? Like what what made you pick the Frenchie breed? Well, I was living in the Renaissance before, so the Renaissance <laughs> is this building that's right next to the yeah. gym, and they could only have dogs twenty five pounds and under. Yeah, and it was a high rise apartment building, yeah. so I was like, I want a dog. That's- they're low maintenance when it comes to that, like because you don't. They're good apartment dogs. That's why you see so many in New York City. I think. 
Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of how I ended up choosing them. <laughs> and where did you go? Did you go to a breeder for them? Or? Yeah, I went to a, a breeder in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And my sister met somebody and they recommended them. And you know, it was, I mean, he's been in good health, so I feel pretty lucky. Yeah. I know there, it's kind of could be sketchy, right, with some of these breeders. Yeah. yeah with that, and then with that breed in particular, too, I yeah. feel like. So that's good. Good on him. Wow. Um, Kev. What do you? What would our parents say about spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a pet? They'd be like, "Dude, you just find a dog <laughs> on the street and bring him home. That's it." A dog better be able to get a job. Thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It is. But you know, they are the they are man's best friend. Um. So, Rob, what what are some new things on the horizon for BDX? I know you guys have tried challenges that our team has participated in what do you need to do in today's kind of health climate to keep to keep a brand like bdx relevant you know so we're sort of shifting towards um some group stuff as well so personal training is great and but once for most people it's not a long-term investment they just can't afford it you know kind of afford it for for multiple years, right? There's there's some people that can, but the majority can't. So we're really working on building a model where, you know, maybe three to six people and they can still feel like they're getting personalized exercising programming at a more affordable cost uh, long-term, right? Because we, we want to see people succeed and I know price points can be expensive. And then we're just adding a lot of different programs. We do challenges now. We have Run Club coming up in April. Really excited about that. A lot of people have always wanted to run, just don't know where to begin. And I can't tell you how many people I've met that just said, oh, I wish I can run. So, you know, it's an environment with more of a novice approach. And at the end of it, they run a 5K. Um, it's about like a three-month program. And then, um, yeah, we've, we've, we've done some food programs. We're just we're adding a lot more of stuff that we've never done before, just because we know people like different things. I think it's that innovation that is really... Uh, an, an outlier and I just wanted to say thank you for um, the program that you guys put together for the challenge from this fall it was great to be able to you know it really pushed me to try things I wouldn't have tried before things I'm like can I do this I don't think I ever would have by myself tried out a rock climbing gym if it wasn't for the requirements of that challenge kind of pushing my boundaries a little bit more and lo and behold it was a blast like not only was it challenging but engaging um it almost becomes like puzzle solving in the moment You're like okay how am i i got it to here how am i gonna get it to, to the next part and i loved like just the figuring out how am i going to maneuver you know what how am i going to change my body but also realizing that there's muscles that you didn't even know existed you know what i mean to be able to have grip strength and and different parts of your body and how they can helping that specific type of challenge. So it was great to be able to have that experience. And I do want to let you know, that's a great first date. Rock climbing. Oh, there you go, buddy. That, that <laughs> There's a tip for you. Pro tip. Pro tip. What do you do? You go on a Fairfield or? Yeah, I go to Fairfield rock climbing place. It's um, just to promote it. It's an awesome environment, especially for kids. I can't tell you how many kids I see there that it's just, you know, I think about these kids, they're on their phones all day. What are they doing after school? And I see a handful of kids there every day climbing. And just like the cryotherapy, like we were talking about before, and I'm sure you experience when you're climbing something, you can't really think about anything else in your life. You got to focus on this climb. And I think it's just such a cool environment 
for kids, adults. Um, I mean, there's 70 year olds there. It's, it's a cool place. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Um, supplements. Let's talk a little bit about that. Cause you, cause you're a demographic. I know some, some of the, some of the dudes in there are, are, are doing testosterone and I told you I was doing the deer antler. Sure. I haven't seen any, <laughs> any, you know, I'm having, I think I might be growing antlers. That's about it. But what are your thoughts on there beyond, is there anything we should be thinking about beyond the multivitamin? Well, yeah, I think one thing is most people just don't get an adequate amount of protein in their diet. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to eat a lot of chicken and fish generally and being on the move all the time. So I do think uh, protein shakes are underrated. I don't see a lot of people using them. I think that's a great tool. Um, in terms of what you were talking about before with guys specifically that I work with, you just don't know where your hormone level is as you're getting older. And I think it's really important that, you know, if there's, if you don't want to do anything about it, that's fine. But also to kind of recognize, like if your hormones are very low, your testosterone, that could be part of the reason why your energy is very low. Um, there's a lot of health factors behind it as well. So I, I think if in our demographic 50 and older, it's, it's, it's important to kind of know what's going on with your body on a deeper level. And with our healthcare system, we just don't get that. So there's a lot of avenues that you can actually go and get your blood work done by a doctor, his sit down with you for two hours, go through every detail and really kind of give you an idea of where you need to go in terms of supplements. And just so you know where your hormone level is as well. Rob, uh, you're over 50? 60. <laughs> Lies. No, Rob, you're, do you, are you okay giving away your age here? Because I mean, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I'm 42. Okay. Okay. I feel better. Uh, you said over 50, like, and I'm like, you're over 50? I'm like, I feel good for you, but terrible about myself. Ah, there's still time, Kev. You just reset the whole bar. I was like, okay. Yeah. He's 72. <laughs> no. no, Rob looks great, and uh, I, en I enjoy working out with you, man. Um, it's great having you here on the show. What What's the ideal? Because this shifts from time to time where you, your business model, and you've done a lot with, You've got a nice mix of staff, you know, a lot of young, I think there's some mentorship that you like uh, doing um, with, with the younger staff, but what's, what's the ideal client in your mind? You know, we talk a lot about here uh, when we help our customers with branding or web development or marketing here at Peralta Design, we talk about the, um, creating the buyer persona, like basically who is the ideal client? And you can have a negative one too. You can say, this is not a good fit for us. What what does the ideal buyer persona look like for BDX? And and if they're listening, what would be the best way for them to kind of reach out to you for a console or or for a trial membership or something like that? Sure. I mean, I think you've reiterated a ton. Typically, yeah. fifty and older. Definitely, um, somebody that's just kind of doesn't know where to start, where mm -hmm. to begin. Maybe intimidated by big gyms and is looking for something more private. And, uh, and it's definitely open-minded, right? Definitely somebody that is in a place because timing is an important thing in this whole process that is ready to take action and to take care of their health. And uh, we can be reached um, on our website. It's www.bdxfitness.com. We also are on Instagram, Facebook, and um, you can even text Ramon or contact him here. He has my number. <laughs> <laughs> and you got me on a, on a, on a, uh, a short leash as far as scheduling i do appreciate the flexibility that you offer me because my schedule changes from week to week 
um, but but I do look forward to going in and um, and you've got a great team um, that that uh, I'm really grateful to just be part of that BDX family. You do make it feel that way. Um, and um, my my biggest challenge is you know um, my food, my food intake, and and you recently created a partnership. If you want to share a little bit about them um, and and the meal prep um, and all that, which is something that I'm going to be trying out next. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is that you can do all the exercise in the world. Yeah. You can't outwork what you eat. And it's just one of those things that we, most of us just don't have the time and most of us are sitting all the time. So, you know, we've tried numerous times of like, okay, track your food, do this. And just people are just unsuccessful. So, what I do personally is you prep your food, right? You prep your food for the week. You kind of have an idea of what you're eating. And we teamed up with a, a company called Platinum Prep Meals. They're in Stratford right now. I believe they're in East Haven as well. But the idea is that you can get a meal. It is accurately measured. You know how many calories are in it. It's great quality food. You know where the food source is coming from. And that's just going to allow you to be more successful. And you also get a discount if you just let them know that you came through BDX as well. So, you know, just trying to make it like suspicious, uh, specifically someone like you, Ramon, who's just, you're all over the place, man. How can you have time to prep your food? I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. But you, you also said something, I mean, you've done, you've gave me a couple of light bulb moments. Most recently it was the snacking could be actual real food. Oh, because I think we have a perception of what a snack is and that it should be in the form of a chip or a bar or something like that. But um, maybe expand a little on that. Because I think a lot of people just haven't really looked at it that way. Yeah, you know, I think typically most people are like, okay, I had to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then two snacks. And their snacks are like, I don't know what to eat for snacks. You know, should I have nuts? You know, should I have some cookies or something like that? I just have, my snacks are my meals. Maybe it's just a smaller portion of just a protein, chicken, fish, some vegetables. But I showed you the platinum prep meals, and that was a nice snack. It was right. about two to 300 calories, and it was chicken, rice, and vegetables. Whereas some people are just getting that through processed food. So the part of the equation is that you can eat calories, but are you going to be satiated? Means like, you know, are you going to feel full? And when you eat real food, you typically feel a little bit more satiated versus something more processed or sugar-based. Tried to teach Ramon the same lesson when I brought in a whole rotisserie chicken. (laughs) And just ate it all day. <laughs> That's like Kevin, the Kevin diet. That was, that was your five meals. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he just parks. A, he just parks a whole chicken on his desk and picks at it all day. So That's funny. It's a snack. It's all protein. All protein. Right. Tried to show him. I'm going to try that. Chicken a day. Chicken a day. <laughs> Wait, chicken a day. That could be the, there was the new guy, market. That could be the It's funny the how gimmick. things come full circle. There was a guy in Philly who was doing that as a public just showing. He'd be like... All right, I'm going to eat it. After he got to 10 rotisserie chickens, he's just like, someone needs to see this and document it. Dude got up to like 40-something rotisserie chickens. He'd eaten one every day, and it was amazing. People came down to the, like, it was like the docks, (laughs) and they came to come watch him eat it, and that was, that's just amazing. Kev, you've just inspired, you know, people of the world. That's what Kevin does. Well, Rob, thank you for being on our show, man. We really uh, enjoy having you, and, and uh, thanks for all those little nuggets of wisdom you shared. Well, thank you, guys. Awesome. So now we're just going to hear a word from our sponsor. Today we talked a lot about light bulb moments and innovations. If you've got an innovation that you want to bring to the world, the first step is making sure you've got a great domain name. 
Visit shop.spacehost.pro to grab your domain name today and begin your new venture and your new business. Shop.spacehost.pro. Awesome. Thanks, Jorge. And everybody out there listening, we really would appreciate if you like, comment, review, and subscribe to Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. 